0: Yo, what's happening, everyone? Train Hard, Lift Strong family. Hope y'all having a great day today. I'm your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beans, Training and Apparel. Y'all, today, this episode, all right, is is going to be so inspiring and just powerful. You're going to feel it in your chest. You're going to feel it in your bones. You're just going to feel it everywhere. The guest speaker today really, truly took her life three, four years ago. And completely changed it, completely changed it, put in the work to drop tons of weight, to sculpt her body, to do the, the amazing things that she has done with her body now, completely changed her entire lifestyle because she was tired and not happy with how she looked, how she felt, most importantly, and went for the most incredible goal, which was to compete in bikini on stage after being who she was possibly being doubted by other people, and also her doubting herself. But she pushed through all the hard times. She pushed through all the setbacks. She pushed through all the mindset obstacles. She pushed through the wanting to cheat out of your diet or nutrition lifestyle, wanting to skip another gym day, wanting to skip her workout, wanting to sleep in. She she overcame all these things. Today in this episode, you are about to hear how it is to be on both sides of the spectrum. So ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and let's dive into this episode, y'all. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard, Live Strong podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations, and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers, and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the Train Hard, Live Strong podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, and today... We have a remarkable guest speaker on the show, someone who has seriously been through it, like seriously created no excuse and just went for what she wanted with her body and health. A crazy, insane transformation, and you all are about to get the inside look about how this two and a half year journey looked like behind the scenes and and everything that came along with it. So without further ado, everybody, let's welcome our guest speaker, Morgan Mayo. Hey, girl.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Good, good. How are you? Good. Can't complain. So right now, you are, where are you right now?
1: Uh, I am just north of Houston in Texas.
0: Dude, that's so cool. So we're like, we're pretty close because I'm, so we talked the other day. I'm in in the woodlands. So we're probably like, what, an hour or so?
1: If that, depending on where you're at in the woodlands. (laughs) Usually around 45 minutes or so.
0: Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm like right on like, like where I'm at is weird. It's like spring Tomball and like Montgomery all like in one like little spot.
1: Yeah. So you're on the further end away from me then.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Cool. And how long have you been here?
1: For a long, long time. I was, um, born in Galveston, raised in Cleveland. And then I was here until 20, uh, 2006 ish. And then I moved back just in 2014. Uh So I've
0: been here for a few more years, very go okay. okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, girl. So for everyone, all of our current listeners and future listeners who don't know who you are, um, real quick, can you give like a nice little background story of like, because obviously your entire background story, we're going to dive into in for this entire episode, but a nice little background on, on who you are and uh, what got you to where we are today.
1: All right. So I am a... <sighs> Well, <laughs> that's kind of hard to just kind of like put myself into like a sentence. Um I'm a former fluffy girl.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. And,
1: um I I went from you know one extreme to another. I've been through everything. I've tried it all. I've done it all. I've everything under the sun. Mom, um business owner, nonprofit organi- organizer, um wife, friend, everything that you could possibly imagine. And I work full time and I I do a lot.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's crazy. And, and, uh, and you have, so throughout, so it took you two and a half years for your entire transformation to go from who you were to that person on stage or who you are right now
1: on stage.
0: Okay. When was that? How long ago was a stage
1: June,
0: 2019? Oh, okay. So a year.
1: Well, I started in October 2016, and then stage 20 uh, June 2019.
0: Oh, okay, okay, nice, nice. So how how was that? How was stepping on stage, going through the entire transformation you went through?
1: It was nerve wracking. I remember standing backstage, and I was um, in my class line, and you know I look over, and it's the biggest competition in the entire state, and. Wow. I'm looking at these girls and I'm like, okay, so they're like 19 to 25-ish. And I'm like, okay, they're all in like super good shape. Why am I here? What am I doing back here? I don't look like them. Right. Yeah, I get, but then whenever looking back and I'm looking at the comparison photos and I'm like, I, but I did.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> my did. Mind,
1: my mind didn't catch up with my body whenever I did go to step on stage.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. So, to, to give um, a nice little, uh, you know, I guess, canvas or, or look on on who you were before. Um, who, what, what kind of Morgan? Who was Morgan before? You know, basically three and a half years now. Who who was that girl?
1: Uh, ooh, I was lost. I was sad. I was in a just mentally a really lousy headspace. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy with anything no aspect in life other than being a mom other okay. than that I was miserable um, it was just it was one of those situations where you get content with life and then you realize how that contentment is really resentment and how it wow. really portrays itself onto your body um, just because I'm one of those people that I eat my feelings. If mm-hmm. so, if I'm sad, I eat. If I'm happy, I eat. But I was more sad than anything. Um, but I was also too scared to make a change.
0: Wow, so that that's insane. What? Uh, obviously, we'll get into that right now too. The whole physical aspect was major, right? Complete yes. different change. But the the mental the mental uh, I guess initiation that you had to create. Um, what did that look like? Like, what did you tell yourself inside your mind? Cause this is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just going to guess, I'm pretty sure some people doubted what you were capable of and you went on and you did it girl. That's awesome. But like yourself, cause sometimes we doubt ourselves the most. How did oh, yeah. you, how did you get away from that?
1: Um, well, what I had to do was just try again every day. Even if I failed, I had to give myself grace and continue again the next day. Um, it'd be kind of like if you drop your phone and you get a crack on it, and then you just go ahead and smash the rest of it. Like, why do that? Just it <laughs> and move on. That's
0: funny. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, I just, I made the point to show up for myself every day. Because at that point, I was just labels. I wasn't me. I was mom. I was wife. I was educator, I was friend, I was daughter, I was everything except for me. And when I made the switch to me first, and then knowing that if I took care of myself, then I could more adequately take care of the people that I cared about, it made a major difference in my entire way of thinking and valuing myself more so that I could do those things and carve out time for myself because mom guilt is so real.
0: Wow, so you know you're not the you're not the first person to tell me that, and I, and I told you that at the other day. What what is this mom guilt like? What why is it so? What's so real about it?
1: Well, I mean, you're we grew up in a society where mom generally stayed home with the kids, right? right? It wasn't until a little bit later, which I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm I'm 25. Okay, well, I'm mid 30s. So, mm-hmm. um, whenever I was growing up you know, mom stayed home and took care of the house and the kids and mom last, you know, mom feeds the kids, feeds the husband, then herself kind of thing. So that mindset is still very much prevalent today. So that now we have, except the only difference is now moms have full time jobs Mm -hmm. on top of all of that. We're not being able to stay home and take care of the house and the kids. And at at that point, we don't have time for ourselves anymore. So Mm. Mom guilt comes in where you're gone all day at work. You still have to cook. You still have to clean. But then where on earth are you going to find time to go to the gym for an hour for yourself? Uh There is hardly enough hours in the day to get everything accomplished as is. But really, there's so much time wasted on things that if you don't schedule time for yourself, you're not going to. But if you do schedule time for yourself, you're looked down upon because, well, shouldn't you be spending that time with your family? Uh Shouldn't you be spending time, you know, loving your children more? It's that's where the mom guilt comes in.
0: Okay, got it. So how did you deal with it? What did you I know you said, you know, earlier a little bit about it, but like putting yourself there again, how, how did you get away from that? How did you prioritize yourself?
1: Well, I mean, you really have to think about like, let's say, for example, you're on an airplane and the Mm -hmm. plane's going down. You're not going to put your mask on your kids first. You have to put the mask on yourself first because if you don't survive, they certainly aren't. Right. So I wanted to be a better example for my children because I have a son who is, he's 14 now. And then I have a daughter who is 11. Knowing that they were looking up to me and that they were going to emulate, so my son was would will go on to marry, most likely a woman like me. My daughter will grow up to be similar to a woman like me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want I didn't want my son or my daughter to be that shell or to be with that shell of a person that I was at that point in time in my life. I didn't wow. want them to continue that as their example. I wanted them to have a strong, independent, strong willed, very driven, motivated person. And I wanted them to see that if you really, truly do want something, if you're willing to put the work in, you absolutely can do it.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and that is, that's so amazing. They watched, especially, so how old, you said you have a son and a daughter, right?
1: Correct. And then I have a bonus son. which Bonus, is the that's right. Part. <laughs> okay.
0: So h- how far apart is the oldest from the middle one?
1: Well, my, both my son and my bonus son, they're a week and a half apart. So they're both 14 right now. And then my daughter is 11.
0: Okay. So three years different. Okay. So they, they watched your complete, they watched it all. They saw it all. Yes. Wow. So how did, do they, what, what do they say? Do they give you feedback on like, you know, um, on what you did?
1: Well, they, you know, they both, they all have said they're very proud of me, of course. Um, But more than see, but children don't really talk a lot. Right. But they'll show you by their actions. So if you, I mean, I can even look back on their pictures from whenever I was the fluffy one
0: Uh
1: versus now. And although, you know, puberty has come into play and things like that, their entire. Everything has changed. Their body shape, has, their outlook on life has changed. Their motivations have changed. Their aspirations have changed. And they, like my son is 14, but he's already got a job. He has his own bank account. He wants He wants to go to college, it's not an option. He, I mean, all of these things, he knows he can do it and he's taking the steps in order to make that a reality. Same thing for my daughter. She knows exactly what she wants. She set her goals, she set her timeline and she's on the path to complete those things.
0: Nice, so you pushed over a big domino which now just rippled <laughs> to, to what's gonna be great in their life, that's, uh, that's incredible.
1: Absolutely, I have no doubt that they are going to be successful very productive members of society
0: wow that is insane okay so so real quick too for everyone who doesn't know who you are as well how how much did you um how much did you weigh before you started anything
1: i well i say 224 because that is the amount that on the scale that i actually stepped on the scale and looked okay I'm fairly certain I was a little heavier just before, Um, but I just, I didn't want to step on the scale, you know, so Mm -hmm. I didn't want to know that number, Um, but whenever I actually started, stepped on the scale, done, I was 224 pounds at five foot six.
0: Okay, got it. And then when you went on stage, how much did you weigh then?
1: 134 pounds.
0: That's See, that to me is incredible. Yes, you see the pictures and that is like, oh my gosh, but to hear the numbers like that and- that is, it's just as remarkable as seeing the picture. So I couldn't even imagine witnessing all that hard work and dedication, seeing one person, you know, that day. And then two and a half years later, here's this other person. It's like the same girl, but (laughs) completely like different lifestyles and completely just different. Absolutely. That is insane. What initially sparked that drive to change?
1: Well, um, my ex-husband and I sat down on our 10 year anniversary and decided we did not need to be together anymore. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So at that point I was no longer, I had one less label. Not only did I have one less label, but I had one less thing to worry about. At that point I was like, okay, so now who am I? So I had to really sit back and, and think, okay, well, now my life is completely changing. What do we do from here? And I had to set a new goal, set a new timeline for everything because my world had been flipped and very quickly. So I, I had to, I had to do something.
0: Right, and then that that was it. Like something that, like, why why that?
1: <sighs> Whenever you're in a relationship, especially a marriage, you kind of have to. Yes, work together as a team, but you kind of adapt to one another's lifestyle. Okay. And my ex-husband was not healthy at all, and it it showed, and it trickled down into everything. Wow. So it, it's really hard to be a healthy person in a relationship with a not healthy person because you're you can't live two different lives like that and still right. be on the same.
0: Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so, was was your health and your appearance the way you looked? Was that something that kind of always bugged you?
1: Um, yes and no. Um, I've always been pretty bottom heavy. (laughs) Uh Um, just the way I'm naturally shaped, everything from hips down gets out of control. Right. Um, My mom was overweight. My grandmother was overweight. So, I mean, it, it just was, I didn't know any better for most of my life. I had no idea that, that that wasn't normal, you know? Right. So, um, I'd always been called thunder thighs and said I had a ghetto booty and, you know, all this stuff that like in my head, it bothered me, but I was like, well, I'm still me though. So, I mean, it's not a big deal, whatever. I mean, cause I grew up in an era where it wasn't big butts. It was, let's be tiny. Let's yeah. be thin. And so to be that non thin person and pretty much incapable of being thin and healthy at the same time, I mean, why bother at that point?
0: Right. Okay. Okay, I get what you're saying. So you kind of just like you, it was easy and it was comfortable, so you just stayed there. Right. Okay. Okay, Okay. makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> right, right, right. And that's, I feel like that's kind of what happens um, m- with majority of people, you know, we get um, so comfortable, and we feel safe in a specific area, even if it's creating, you know, bad uh, health habits, um, that we just, Since it's a safe zone, we kind of just stay there, you know,
1: absolutely. And it's a slippery slope, because once you start down that path, it's hard to catch yourself. You don't really see yourself as that person who has gained 20, 30, 40, 50, hundred pounds until you see a picture of yourself and you're like, Whoa, who is that? And right. then you Realize yourself And that's, you know, what you're projecting to the outside world. And then you start to question everything and then you lose your sense of who you are. And then you don't know how to get started.
0: Wow. Yeah. See, that's, <laughs> then, yeah. that's insane. It's so overwhelming. Right. Right. So real quick, I guess walk us, we'll walk together. Okay. Let's, let's walk together down this journey. Um, How was your first few pounds that you took off? How was that?
1: Well, I mean, it was water weight. I knew it would be water weight. You know, um, it's really not the first few pounds. That's the hard part. It's after 10, Uh after you lost 10 pounds, then it's, you get to the actual that of it and um, at that same point I had not been working out um, up until then once I uh, my ex-husband and I had split up we I joined a gym I started making time for myself and started lifting weights but <laughs> once you start doing that you start lifting weights so you gain muscle and my body type gains muscle rather quickly but I lose fate, fat rather slowly okay. so after that initial 10 pounds it just plateaued and, um, it took a little bit to really move the scale. Um, but I was still continuing to lose, but it just wasn't as fast as I wanted because, you know, we live in instant gratification society. Um, so it was hard mentally because I wanted to see the number drop and it wasn't dropping fast enough. And you get to that point where you are that heavy, you don't really see a light at the end of the tunnel. When the numbers don't move, even though I know, and even to this day, I, the scale still messes with me. Yeah. If I step on the scale and the number's not where I need it to be mentally, it messes me up, and mm. it did back then too.
0: Right. Yeah. That's. Yep. Yeah, that's insane. I, a lot of us do get kind of fluttered or fogged whenever we step on the scale and it's not right. You know. Um. And it's so crazy because it's a number. You know, it's a number of how much you weigh. Um, and that can come from many different reasons. It can come from your last meal. It can come from how hydrated you are. It can come from, you know, it, whether or not you use the restroom that morning. It can come from so many different things. Um, and that's what that's what's so crazy about the scale and how it affects so many people. Um, whenever you went through the, the beginning phases, which is, in my opinion, very hard. That in the middle, the whole thing is very hard. But the yeah. first, the, the transition, right? Because the, the, you're going to have to, you start cutting ties off things that you had habits of you start changing things your body gets a good feel from it and all of a sudden you know you start getting to that point to where it's like well damn i'm, I'm doing what i gotta do how come how come it's not happening fast enough so whenever you got to that how did yeah. you over, how'd you overcome that did you get help or, or what was it after that
1: well i surrounded myself with people who were doing the same thing not necessarily losing weight but bettering themselves physically so I did that first, surround myself with those type of people because it helps to hold another person accountable when you have the same goal. Well, not only that, but I am very much a data-driven person. So if I have a timeline, if I have goals, I have progress measures that I can actually keep track of, such as measurements, mm. pictures. <laughs> um, it's almost like a quality control scenario. <laughs> yeah, where yeah. If, two, if two out of three work for me that week, then I'm fine. So, what I did was I had my spreadsheet, because I always have a spreadsheet of progress that I need to make, um, measurements, pictures, and weights. If two out of three of those I am pleased with for the progress, then it's fine. So, that way, if the scale doesn't move, I don't care, because my pictures say it worked and my measurements say it worked. So, even though the scale does mentally mess with me, I can say, oh, but my glutes went down half an inch so i still made progress
0: wow so that
1: that helps whenever you i did get to that plateau point because if i didn't use those other measures i would have thought i failed and if i had thought i had failed i would have ate my feet links
0: wow see that is wow that is incredible so you you um Man, so you, you're learning about, you learn so much about yourself. You know what triggers you. You know that you would eat your feelings. So you find an option that is an amazing gauge. And everyone who's listening right now should definitely take that, what you just said, pictures, measurements, and, uh, and, and the scale. And if two of them, you know, you're seeing progress, if all three of them are seeing progress, awesome, right? Most of the time that scale is going to fluctuate a lot of different ways. Um, but whenever you have girth measurements and photos, those change and you can definitely see, um, so whenever those two are matching or you're seeing progress somewhere, then, then you're happy. And you made that, you set yourself up for success. You didn't set yourself up for failure. You knew if something were to trigger that sadness that would then push you into binge eating or whatnot, or just emotionally eating, um, then, you know, you eliminated that. Absolutely. That's powerful.
1: Yeah, and I I set realistic goals for those. I didn't say, oh, I'm going to lose 30 pounds this month. Oh my gosh. Not going to happen. Absolutely not going to happen. That's not realistic because science says keep it at roughly two pounds per week. No more than that. Um, If you do, you run the risk of, you know, really, really falling backwards. You also run the risk of, you know, your skin not catching up to where uh, where it needs to be with your progress. And the loose skin that I had would have been far worse if I had just been like 30 pounds, 30 pounds, 30 pounds each right. month. It would have been a disaster.
0: Wow. what um, So the bikini competition that you that you uh, competed in, um, why did you choose that day, that date, that show?
1: The documentary that I was a part of had preset that date.
0: Oh okay. Okay, yeah. and that's, that's why that's why you chose so it was chose for you basically. Okay. Now, cool.
1: granted, if they had not set that date for me, I do not think I would have reached my goal wow. because I did not, in my head, feel confident enough that I could achieve that goal in that short amount of time. But I had so many people pushing and supporting that I could not let down. I could not let them down. I couldn't let any of any of them down. Because yeah. if I did it been a total ego blow to myself, I because I know that I can do things and I know I can do them in a certain time frame. And if I didn't have that very finite deadline, I would have pushed it back and pushed it back and pushed it back.
0: <laughs> right, right. Which which a lot of us you know, we do. And that's uh that's crazy. So okay, so so it was there for you. That date was set in stone. You knew it was there and you knew you were going to have to be at your best to to walk up on that stage and, and not just be at your best, but feel confident enough to do that.
1: Correct. Because if you get up there and you freeze up, well, then you automatically you place really bad.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. That's insane. Wow. Okay. So for, with talking about hardships and stuff like this, what were some, if you can, so you know when something? kind of traumatic happens you never forget it like you won't forget it uh, there's mm-hmm. things that happened in my life that I just will never forget you know um, so what hardships or memories throughout your journey that you won't forget like what happened in your journey that is something that really stuck with you
1: well those two and a half years my life completely changed so I got divorced I actually got remarried mm-hmm. went on a honeymoon um, totally switched careers went back through um extra training and schooling and stuff for additional licensure. I I mean everything changed. So like all of the reasons why people are like, "Well, I can't. I can't. You know, I have, you know, my wedding's coming up." Cool. So was mine. I did that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, went out of state, went on a honeymoon for a week in a totally different state. We just made good choices. We stayed active. We on the trip there, we packed our food. There was no reason why we couldn't pack our food, right? Wow. Um, there, there is no excuse. If you want to make an excuse, you'll find a way. But if you want to make it, make that progress, you'll find a way to do that too. Wow,
0: that is, and it's coming from you too. That is, um, you know, you like, like I said before too. You have been in both worlds. You know how it is. To be overweight, unhealthy, unhappy, to being, you know, nicely fit, uh, understanding your body, um, you know, and, and being confident and happy with what you're seeing whenever you put on clothes or whenever you are looking in the mirror. So coming from you, how you just said packing food for a vacation, like who does that? Like who, who packs food for a vacation? Someone who is determined and disciplined. That's someone who does that. So if you're mad at the fact that you didn't lose weight or this and that, but all these options and decisions that you made that were bad, that caused that outcome, that's on you. So you created that positive outcome for yourself because just like you said, there was no reason why you couldn't pack your food. That's crazy.
1: None. And not only that, but I knew what would happen if I ate all that crap food on the drive, the 15-hour drive from Texas to Florida. I knew it was going to happen. Because if you eat all that crap food and you have that very, very massive sodium intake, you're going to suffer from edema. So I was like, okay, we're going on a honeymoon and definitely gonna be in a bikini. So I don't wanna be swollen. I don't wanna feel bloated. I don't wanna feel all those things. So, you know, we made it a point to have our stuff ready to go so that we were still eating clean as we drove down there. So we didn't have, you know, all of those misgivings going on whenever we were supposed
0: to go and, you know, be spending an amazing time together. Wow. See, that's the beautiful thing I love about um, health and fitness, you know, weight loss journey, muscle gain journey, whatever it is. Um, I feel like the number one thing that we do not understand is ourselves. And I feel like most of us are going go to go the, to the grave, not knowing who we are, um, especially when it comes down to your body. And the beautiful thing, what you just said is, you are aware of how your body is going to react. You know outcomes of certain things. And, um, and you, you, you create the solution um, with basically already knowing the outcome. So like you figure out what's going to work, how you're going to be happy and look good, feel good whenever you're on the beach doing your thing. Um, and this can be for if you're going for a promotion, if you have an event, if you are going to go publicly speak somewhere, whatever it is. Uh, You know what you got to do to be at your best when you get to that point. And by understanding yourself, you have that advantage.
1: Absolutely. And like I can, I know what foods trigger my body. I know all of it because I've, I've tried everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. See, so you have tried so many different things and not once did you, you didn't give up.
1: No, I just, well, yes and no, um, okay. because there, I mean, there, would be times where, you know, I would try before I started this, that I would start a diet and I'd fall off right or, or I would try this and I'd fall off. Um, but I think what really helped me stick to it was I found what worked for me. Like if someone had told me to do CrossFit, not nah, wouldn't have stuck with it, <laughs> and, <laughs> If someone had told me to do marathons, nah, wouldn't have stuck. With Hell it.
0: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but um, the friends that I had were weightlifting and bodybuilding. And I was like, oh, so I don't have to like run. <laughs> I can get behind that. I hate running. Running sucks. Right. Car- <laughs> sucks so bad. Lift faster. Yes. Let me do that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll um, do that. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, because I like to lift heavy things. I like to have a challenge because again, it goes back to, I have a, I have a spreadsheet. You know, I can say, okay, well, last week I did this amount of weight this week. I can do this amount of weight. There's progress measures that I can still have and attain more higher goals. Mm-hmm. If I just stick with it.
0: Yep. That is crazy. Wow. And I feel like the, the one of the biggest things too for, for um I've helped a lot of people lose weight when you know going through the weight loss journey and um and the the biggest thing that they say most of the time too is um hey I've tried all this stuff you know like it just doesn't work for me and, and this is like my last option I have no other option this is it and um and it's crazy for me for someone to not know what nutrition can do for themselves well not know what fitness can do for themselves, not know what hydration, not know what uh just movement and health and fitness does for them. And then uh with with not understanding any of that, continue to push. That to me is incredible.
1: Yeah. Well and another thing a lot of people what as far as nutrition goes, when they first start on these journeys, they think, okay, well I need to eat chicken breasts and broccoli and then
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: or egg whites and this and that and actually I can't eat egg whites who knew um because I have a food sensitivity to it once my current coach cut all that out I was like oh this is amazing I don't feel bloated anymore yes um but they think that they have to be so restrictive with their things and they don't realize that you can get creative with your food you don't have to just eat super basic stuff you can if you are like Super hell bent on eating pasta. Cool, you can still have pasta. Get shirataki noodles. Uh-huh. Cool, done. No carbs. Eat oh. those.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know
1: there are alternatives to pretty much everything. Yeah. And it's just if you're willing to work hard enough. Again, if you want to find a way to do it, you will find a way to do it. And I have helped a ton of people figure out. You know, I'm like, okay, what's your favorite food? okay and they'll tell me their favorite food i'm like all right this is how you can make it but healthy keep your comfort (laughs) keep those just make different choices so that they're better for you
0: wow see it's so amazing talking to you it's like it's um uh what the what the the things you've gone through and and the things you figured out is like everyone should do it everyone should do it you have found Uh, solutions to so many things that that you didn't have solutions for once before in your life. Currently, like in in your own unique life, you found what works for you. You figured out the egg whites. You have a sensitivity to that. And it's crazy because a lot of people walk around like that. They might be, you know, skinny fat or whatever it is. And they get bloated when they eat certain things. But because they're not trying something, they're not figuring out that their body is reacting to that food. And by you being aware... You uh, figure that out and then now you take it out. So now that bloating feeling that no one likes, no one likes to be bloated, um, you eliminated because you found it through your journey.
1: Absolutely. My husband and I took a blood test for it and he hasn't had oh coffee. Coffee.
0: Oh, dang. <laughs> Jeez.
1: So he had to cut that out. He was not too pleased. But once all those things were cut out, it made such a tremendous difference on just everything because. Whenever you feel uncomfortable in your own skin, like bloated and funky, you don't even want to, you don't even care that if you eat crap later, because what's it matter? You feel like crap anyway.
0: Right, 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 Dang, Dang, yeah, that's crazy. One thing I, I really, I really want to know is, um, and I guess the best way I can compare it is like this. So I am always in gym clothes because I coach, I work out, I do tons of stuff. I'm always outside Houston, as you know, and it's freaking hot out here. So yeah. the fitness clothes is like the best option, you know? Um, so, but if you put me in uh, something else that I don't like, like a, if I were to be like in a suit and tie, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. I just feel like weird a little bit, you know? I'm always trying to fix certain things because I just feel uncomfortable. Um, when someone was once kind of overweight and they completely changed into a different body, sometimes I've seen, you know, with my clients and people as well or friends, that, that transition, they feel uncomfortable being nice, nicely fit and athletic. They feel uncomfortable because they've been so used to being the way they were. So mentally, throughout your entire journey, your mental health, the mindset aspect, how did um, how was that throughout your entire journey?
1: Well, funny you say that. So whenever I was doing the documentary, I, um, they released one of the videos after my mommy makeover. And I looked back at the video and I realized that I keep my hands in front of my midsection all the time, like hiding myself, trying to shrink in. Um, I even noticed in my stage uh, video from whenever I was doing my, my walk, I noticed I chose poses that closed myself in. I was trying to hide myself still. Right. But I didn't, I didn't even realize it until I had to look back and see. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing that? Yeah. I don't understand. Um, But I've, I've had to consciously make an effort to open myself up, open my body up whenever I do anything now so that I'm not, again, just like with clothes whenever you're overweight you you fidget and you move and you you try to hide things because you don't want the world to see Mm -hmm. who you really are so it's kind of same thing
0: wow and did that kind of take you so obviously you said even on stage day when you were at like boom your peak like a completely different person even then still you still had a little bit of that uncomfortable thing where you tried to close in. How, do you still have that now? Or are you still working on it or?
1: I'm still working on it. It is still an active effort every single day still to not close myself in physically mm-hmm. um, just because I was used to doing it for so long.
0: Wow, see, and it's just habits, lifestyle. That is that is insane. One thing that uh, that you mentioned that, that I really wanna talk about as well is that you mentioned your uh, mommy makeover and there's so much stuff. That um that's out there about these things, and it, it um it it's always bothered me uh, because if people knew what a mommy makeover was, then they would know like you know everything that she's done, how she looks now. It's hard work. that is hard work. Mommy makeover is is something very specific, and you can talk more about it. Um, but uh, like the negative feedback that some people get because they've done that, it blows my mind. So how how was your mommy makeover? Why did you get it? and what happened after?
1: So a mommy makeover, I would equate to a baker making a cake. Okay. If you make the cake correctly, even if you don't ice it, it's still a cake and it's done well. But once you ice it or the mommy makeover, then it turns into just that much better. But if you don't do the cake, it doesn't matter how much icing you put on it, it's not a cake, right? Yeah. So the mommy makeover, um, I had some saggy skin at the bottom of my midsection, um, from having two kids that no matter what would never go away, no matter how thin I got, it's still going to be there. It would still be fluffy and saggy and, and just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go away. I had two C-sections, um, and then I also had my abdominal wall closed back up because due to pregnancies, if the abs had shifted apart about two and a half. And again, no matter what I would do, they would not physically be able to come back together if I had not had that procedure done. Um, In addition to that, I also had breast augmentation and lift because again, children, and no matter what I do, you can't fill those back up. So it was my weight actually before surgery and after surgery, it was the same.
0: See that. Hopefully, that that brings light to a lot of people who um, think that mommy makeovers are like a cheat way to to your dream body or whatnot. Because um, uh, d- and I like how you compare it to that cake. That was actually really good. It put a good picture in my head of how it all works. Um, and the the female body goes through a lot, especially with pregnancy. And um, and no male is going to be able to uh, understand that. Literally, because we are an opposite sex. So when it comes down to from you saying that from losing weight, you know, from losing tons of weight and then, you know, with obviously the pregnancies as well, um, like and just like you said, you can't fix it. No matter how many crunches or freaking bench presses or pushups you do, like it's, it's you can't lift. The, and just like you said earlier, if you are losing more weight, than then your body can adjust to you're going to run into these things. And that's just what happened. So afterwards, after your surgery, how was the recovery and how was the building your legs, your hamstrings, your quads, your glutes after that?
1: Uh, I really honestly and truthfully thought that I was going to be absolutely miserable. I was so terrified because Uh whenever I had the surgery, I had it December 3rd, 2018. And my show was June. So I was like, Um is that enough? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I had the surgery. Um, it actually was not even close to being as dreadfully painful as having C sections. Like having C sections was a million times worse than having the mommy makeover done, even though I had more stuff surgically done. Okay. Um Three and a half weeks after surgery, which sounds crazy, I was back in the gym. Three and a half weeks later. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, after being completely filleted, three and a half weeks later, I'm back in the gym. Granted, I couldn't do anything that activated my core or my chest, okay. but I could or I could work on my legs, but I couldn't do squats. <laughs> I had nothing that engaged my core, but everything that didn't, I could do. Um, but I couldn't get my heart rate above around 125. At eight weeks, I was released to do everything except core work and lunges.
0: Okay. Got it.
1: <laughs> so, um, trying to bodybuild as a female without being able to do those two things, it's pretty hard.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, especially whenever you want to make sure and build the glutes and the legs and the core. And I mean, it's, it's hard. It was hard. Um, But I really, really expected it to be a lot more arduous process than it was. A lot longer. um, A lot more challenging than it actually was. And I was really, really thankful that uh, Dr. Morales did my surgery because Mm. he's an athlete as well. And so is his wife. So he knew exactly what my body needed in the correct way. He guided me with nutrition um, specifically for recovery. And in addition to that, he also guided me in the gym those the three weeks and the eight week mark to make sure that I wasn't going to hurt myself, but I could also make proper progress at the same time.
0: Gosh, you know what that high five to him, man. (laughs) That's uh, that. I wish every, and this could be like a whole nother episode, a whole nother topic, but um, people in the medical field, just like that, they have to deal with recovery and, you know, surgeons or whatnot, whatever. Right. The nutrition part, like, that's such a huge, huge factor in recovery. It's so big in, in, in that whole, in everything that, that comes with that. So that was, you just saying that is like, that's so awesome that he did that. It's so awesome that, that, you know, it wasn't just fix you and then off you go. It was, hey, this is how we recover faster. This is how you stay healthy. This is how you keep your incisions well and, and healing properly. And these are some movements that you can do to still progress. And so you don't have to be sitting around all day.
1: Yes, absolutely. Gosh,
0: that's how it should be, man. Jeez, that's so awesome. It's I love whenever whenever people in the medical field are like, or, or they have the fitness background or maybe even degrees in, in exercise science or whatnot because that all correlates. It all correlates, man.
1: He and his wife are both IFBB Pro bodybuilders.
0: So. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. And with everything that you have, Been through uh, a complete different person today than who you were, you know, three and a half years ago. Um, How do you feel now? How do you feel today?
1: I still find myself getting into dark places where um, sometimes it would be easier just to stop, right? Um, Especially whenever my goals get pushed back because I was going to do a show in the fall and uh covid <laughs> I screwed it all up Damn and it. i'm I, I know i'm one of those people that i have to have a finite goal because yep. if i don't have a finite goal i can find a reason not to right so um and then my husband and i were going to go on a cruise and that just got canceled yesterday so that really messed me up again i'm um, sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was uh. like, no. So, but we found a new goal, so it's okay. Because he knows that I need the goals in order to continue where my progress is sustainable. Mm. Um, Because I grew up with a family that everything was food oriented, where celebrations and sadness were all, you know, around food. Uh, So, and it's my family's still like that now. So it's hard whenever. If I'm on prep or, you know, during the summer, we want to go on vacation and do things to kind of pre-plan so that because my body does gain fat so quickly and so Mm -hmm. easily, it's hard to make sure that my diet is clean 95% of the time so that I don't fall back into old habits.
0: Right. Wow. See? the understanding that you have of yourself is, uh, is, is, is amazing. It's, um, it's one thing that I have always loved about health and fitness and something that I always share to other people that this is why you should do it. Because like I said earlier, um, a lot of people don't understand about themselves, you know, who who knows if you would have ever figured out that egg white, um, uh, sensitivity that your body has, if you never would have done this journey. So You know, health and fitness is huge because you're going to find things that could have prevented, that will prevent tons of health conditions that you could have 10 years from now. So that is, um, the better you understand yourself, the more control you have over yourself. And I always say this, but health is the foundation of your entire life. So why not have that in check, you know?
1: Absolutely. And whenever you are, like, overweight, you don't know all of the things going on in your body. You don't know when you have bloating necessarily. You don't know when you have inflammation. You don't know when you're holding water in certain places. You don't, when you're eating crap food, especially, you don't even know what foods are triggering it and what those triggers look like. So I can tell if I have something with dairy, which is also, that was, that's my highest food sensitivity. If I have something with dairy, my sinuses, um, get, feel fluffy and my left ankle swells up. (laughs) Just every time. Um, and I, before I even step on the scale, I can tell you what the number is because I know what my body feels like now. I know what the gravitational pull, pull feels like. Um, I can, like, I already know all of the things because I've tracked it so much and so consistently that there's no way that I don't know what's going on with my body because I've been there, I've done that, I've tried it, I've tracked it. I know.
0: Yeah. yeah see that. I,
1: I really think everyone should compete and get that lean and that clean, I should say, yeah. um, to really see what effects things have on your body. Not only that, but if you don't get past that point, because prep is so uncomfortable. Yes. So uncomfortable. You're hungry. You're tired. You're sore. You're cranky. Everyone's miserable and making you agitated you don't know how hard you can persevere and push through things. If you've never gone through a prep, like to fruition, Mm -hmm. even if you don't place, even if you get dead last, if you've gone through it and you can say, okay, look, I can get past the embracing the suck so much so that I can actually excel and exceed my own expectations in anything in any aspect, just like with jobs when it gets hard. Okay cool, reevaluate and push forward. But if you've never had to push yourself that hard, you don't know what you're truly capable
0: of. Yes, absolutely. Wow. You know, you might have answered this question I'm about to ask right now, but to end it, I wanted to ask you this, because someone coming from you, this is going to be super, super valuable. With everything that you have gone through, being that person you were before three and a half years ago, going through the divorce, having two kids, Uh, going through your mommy makeover uh, and and pushing through that a little bit of a setback because you couldn't do the things you could do fit, you know, going through everything that you have gone through so many different obstacles, mindset, setbacks, you know, breakdowns. I'm pretty sure there's been a lot of that in these, you know, span of three and a half years, but what, what I know there could probably be so many things you could say, but what would be the best type of advice you could tell someone right now who just has no, No self-confidence in the ability that they have.
1: Set a realistic goal with a realistic timeline and track every bit of progress along the way. Take the pictures. They're going to suck and you're going to hate them and you're going to be so sad about it. But track the progress because there are little wins throughout the whole way. And then you finally will get to the end and you'll be able to look back and be so damn proud.
0: That's so good. That is, and coming from you too, like you have been there, you've been it, you've done it, you've went through it. And, and so like, that's, that's it. Like you, you know, that is exactly how it is. Even people who are skinny, trying to build muscle, they're going to do exactly what you just said. Set a realistic goal, show up every day, take pictures, even though they hate it. And they're going to track progress Check those girth measurements. Step on the scale just to gauge and see what's going on, you know. Um, and to, and and that's that's amazing. That's truly amazing. Um, and and it's been seriously awesome listening to your story and being here, able to talk to you about it, and you being you know uh, vulnerable enough to share it. And it. It it means a lot to me. And um, and what you've gone through is is what I wish. all all, everyone could experience i wish everyone could just give it a shot because there's so much that could happen on the other side um but for everyone right now who is listening current listeners future listeners anyone who is struggling with anything in their life with their weight with their body no confidence at all and they want to reach out to you maybe ask you some questions or simply just say thank you from the amazing things that you shared today where's the best place for people to find you
1: Definitely
0: on Instagram. I'm always there. Okay, cool. And it's, uh, your handle is at Morgan Mayo. It's
1: Morgan underscore Mayo
0: eight five. Okay. Heck yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And, and obviously that's where I reached out to you. And uh, so you're very, um, uh, you, you, you communicate very well and you're very engaging and that's, and that's, that's so good. And a lot of people could very much use, some help like you since you've been through it, especially moms, you know, like I, like I said before, I admire moms. I feel like moms are like superheroes of, of the world because of so much that you, you go through and you do. Um, so, you know, it's gonna be super valuable for a lot of them too. But for everyone listening right now, if you enjoyed this episode, you've grabbed value from Morgan and you, or you can relate to her or you're going through some stuff right now. You know, someone who's going through some stuff right now. All we ask here is you simply shout out the episode to your best friend, to your gym buddy, your mom, your dad, your neighbors, your coworkers, whoever. The more people we can get to listen into to these episodes, the more lives we can all change together. And that's exactly what we're trying to do here at the Train Hard, Live Strong podcast. We're trying to inspire people to believe in themselves. But you just listened to another episode on the Train Hard, Live Strong podcast. I'm your host, Coach Matt, amazing, incredible guest speaker, Morgan Mayo. And as usual, y'all, get out there. Train hard.
1: And live strong.
0: All right, everybody. Bye.